When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael Collin II, and with me, as always, via Zoom is... It's Sesame and Carta. Sesame and Carta. Yeah. Is that your official name now? Yes. Okay. Do you get mail sent to your house under the name Sesame and Carta? I don't get any mail whatsoever. I, I have a deal at the post office where they don't send me mail anymore. So even if you order something from like Amazon or something, it never it never arrives. No. <laughs> no, they send it to the other Amazon uh, facility, and then I gotta go pick it up from there. Oh, okay. And when you pick it up, who do you say you are? Sesame and Carta. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Just checking. <laughs> Does your driver's license say Sesame and Carta? I um, relinquish my driving license, so I don't drive anymore. Then how do you go pick up the uh, stuff from Amazon? I um, usually take a skateboard or walk. Okay. Um... If uh, if I were to look up your birth certificate, what would it say on there? It would say that it, the name is Barack Obama, and I was born in Kenya. No, um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not. I'm not a birther. No, I hope not. Um, no. So, uh, anyways, um, today on the show. We are going to cover the Marvel 2021 movie, The Eternals. Um, came out a little while ago in theaters, just out recently on Disney+. Plus. So that's why we were finally able to see it, so we can talk about it. Um, but uh, more importantly, I want to address something else, Matt. Okay. Why is the green M&M not sexy anymore? Oh, that's simple. It's because the the, the woke left mob, mob, not mom, the woke left mob, communist, fascist, liberals, um, <clears throat> Buddhist, Muslims, Russian anarchists, um, 
they they took over the country and they're you know they're they're taking away the the boots you know from the green m M&M and just putting some tennis shoes on there because they don't want good patriotic conservative americans to be able to masturbate to the green m M&M as easily because apparently the boots is what does it for them i guess and then now they don't got the boots they just got regular shoes so you know so uh so so is tucker carlson um crying by his laptop at night when he can't watch his m&m porn probably but he also has you know um he's got a starbucks that he's forced to drink because he said that um you know liberals are going to force every american to drink starbucks every day so he's got to have his daily starbucks infusion i'm actually drinking a uh, a mocha frappuccino right now. See, there you go. You got to get your daily quota in. And, um, yeah. and I think with Tucker, I think he has two daily quotas just as an extra punishment for him because he's such a, he's such like a historical figure for the conservative movement. So they're, they're giving him extra punishment right there to set an example to his followers. Like, this is what's going to happen to you. If you if you step out of line, you're going to drink two cups, venti, venti cups of Starbucks every day. And you can't masturbate to the to the green M M&M and M anymore, so it's like punishment galore for for them. I don't know what this world's coming to. No, uh, no Aunt Jemima, no uh, Uncle Ben, <laughs> and uh, no sexy green M and Ms. No, no, yeah, no sexy green M and Ms. I think they did something to the the brown one as well. I think, and um, I mean, ne- next and- thing you know, they're gonna demote Captain Crunch. Oh, you bet. It's definitely going to happen. I was, I was just thinking about that a minute ago. Yeah, he's going to be what? Like, well, Admiral's actually above Captain. But, like, I don't know. What he's just going to be regular guy Crunch. He's going to be Crunch, yeah. Unlisted. He's not going to have a hat anymore. He's just going to be like, have like a scraggly beard. And he's like, maybe got like a cane. And he's like, homeless or poor or whatever. And he's like, hey, kids. Make sure you eat your crunch, and it's like he doesn't have like that light in his eye anymore. You can just see there's like just a lot of sadness and pain in there, and he's just like, I used to be something. I used to be a captain. It's all because of the left, the liberals did it. Yeah, not allowed to have ranks anymore because of liberals. Because liberals are against hierarchy, so you can't be captains. No more admirals. It's no more generals. There's no more sexy green M and M's. There's no more what they said. Someone said a Sexy teacher, brown M M&M, and M. I'm not sure. It's like a whole backstory they came up with, I guess, in their minds. I don't yeah. understand how. Whatever. And then you know, so it's like it seems like he thought quite a bit about this. Have you been writing like fan porn like for M and M's? Like that's weird. Dude. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should go on Pornhub and see if there's some M M&M and M porn on there. I'm joking. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even want to know. Um, <laughs> And it's like, hey, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, you know, make fun of someone for what they're into. But it's like, these are usually the people that are like super into like morality and stuff like that. And like, they're having like a fit over like candy mascots not being as hot as they should be. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I know. <laughs> but yeah. they think that there's some kind of a pedophile conspiracy theory going on in the Democratic Party. It's 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 weird, man. I don't know. It's, it might be all projection with them. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to 
I hate to go that, you know, because that's like the simplest thing you could do is just call someone a pedophile and then that just yeah. be, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to resort to that kind of thing. Cause that's what they do. But so, but, but still, I just wonder, it's like, why are you guys always thinking about really bizarre stuff? You know, like, <laughs> like go, go, like go to a therapist or something, work that out. You know, like you might have like a, some mental illness or something where like, you're just, have like intrusive thoughts and you can't get rid of them. Like it's okay. You can get help for that. You it's know, just you like this, this whole thing where, I mean, I understand people are, are, are afraid of change in the world and stuff. I mean, I know I am when it comes to certain things like within my own life, mm-hmm. but these people freak out. Like the world's going to be completely different because the green M&M is wearing tennis shoes. <clears throat> like, the M and M's are going to stop tasting good, or something. It's a sign of the times. It's <laughs> just because because we all know that that people get their social cues from the M and M mascots. So they're like, oh well, you know, if if they're wearing shoes now, then you're going to start seeing everyone who used to wear boots is now going to wear tennis shoes because the green M and M changed their clothes. Because like that that's apparently our cultural like just like like we get our take from them you know yeah, it's, so, it's the touchstone of everything in our world yeah, is they uh, do. is what m&m's we're, do we're follow them yeah so so i don't know um <laughs> and pretty soon what if they have an m M&M, and what if the red m&m becomes like a communist revolutionary you know are we, are we start gonna see are we gonna start seeing like i mean people just like <laughs> i'm really sad that my my aunt frida died a few years ago yeah um she collected like all those m&m things for some odd reason, she yeah. was just obsessed with the little M&M characters. <clears throat> and yeah. she used to collect, like, dolls and toys and get displays from stores and stuff like that. I really wonder what her thought would be on this. It's hard to tell. Yeah, you know, I know. I wonder if she's up in heaven right now just looking down and being happy or sad about it. Um, <laughs> or she probably couldn't care either way. Yeah, I'm but... pretty sure. It's like it's M and M's. I know. Like, <laughs> but M's though, it's also the the breath reduction of the cartoon characters. They really hate that too, or video game characters. You yeah. know, so they're taking away all their fantasies. You got, you see, you you have to respect. You have to be passionate. See, see, they're not compassionate I mean, people. They were all we ups- be- they were all upset at the live action Cowboy Bebop because Faye Valentine wasn't as sexy or something in their minds. Yeah. It's not just this Street Fighter game, Mortal Kombat. We got we got to be compassionate with them because they're not compassionate with us. But that that means that they need extra compassion because that means that they don't have any compassion for themselves. So they're really like really really like seeking like some kind of validation. So it's like gotta, gotta understand like you know they really want to pleasure themselves to Chun Li. And you know if the Chun Li comes out from a new movie and she's not as sexy as the video game animation is they're they're gonna have a fit over it you know you gotta respect that or you know um some mortal Kombat character like sonya or whoever i don't know i haven't played that game in like years but like whatever some yeah. some female character that's supposed to like have like huge tits and also somehow being able to like fight but while wearing like a really tight costume which would hinder their legs and arms to be able to move freely during a street fight whatever and um you know, you got you got to respect them. You got you got to yep. you got to say, hey, you know, you're you're gonna work through this. You're gonna find another cartoon porn, 
or animation or video game character, you know, it's going to be fine, you know. And who knows? Maybe Skittles, you know, to compete against M&M's, maybe they'll start making mascots, but they're just, like, super fucking sexy. There you go. So you problem solved, you know. Well, sadly, Skittles and M&M's are made by the same company, so I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> well, okay. well, then, sorry. I guess you're... you're, you're <laughs> You're shit out of luck, then. Uh, <laughs> you just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, anyway, I think, I, made by, I think they're made by the same company. I don't know. I could be wrong, but anyway, who probably, cares? It doesn't matter. Like, like, Ten companies in the world now to own yeah, everything. Know. Like, you know, but you know who wouldn't care? Who is that? The Eternals. Yeah, they wouldn't care about those. No, they, they, they've been problems. here forever. They've seen all the changes in the world and all of our, you know, all of our, uh, you know, changes from <clears throat> sexy to unsexy to sexy again. <laughs> they even they, they they even saw when uh, Justin Timberlake brought sexy back. Um, yeah. Yep. They've been I mean, here for it all. They saw some other cool shit too, like the rise of. You know, Babylon, you know, but like nothing, nothing like, you know, just, you know, you know, JT or whatever, you know, yeah. um, not as cool as that, you know, yeah. but Timberlake bringing sexy back is the, you know, highlight of, you know, mankind and our society yeah. and history. <clears throat> yes, it was, you know, the rise and fall of Athens, the French revolution. That was interesting. Sure. But it's not. You know, we're not talking Bieber here, you know, we're not talking JT, you know, like Yeah. Timberlake brought sexy back. Um, you know. It was a good time, man. Good times. <clears throat> I do know. So what were your thoughts on the movie The Eternals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that we got all the other shit out of the way, um, you, we can probably just do a thing and skip ahead ten minutes for the actual review. Um, well, it's too late now. So <laughs> yeah, so um, I I really like. I mean, it was it was a beautiful movie. I think I I watched it twice within like a week, and the second time I I saw it, it was. Um, it, it seemed like it was it was even more um, pure, I guess, in a, in a weird way, because I wasn't expecting certain things to happen. And, um, you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it in the theaters, though, to be honest, because I think when you see a movie in the theater, you, you kind of are expecting something specific to happen, you know, so I'm kind of glad that I waited until, um, you know, when on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, me too. I mean, I really liked the movie. Um, I think it was a little long. There were some things I think could have been shortened. And other things I actually think could have been lengthened. But overall, I think the movie was good. Um, it had, I mean, my only issue was it did have a little bit of a pacing problem. Where I think it was, there were times where it didn't seem like enough was happening to keep my interest. But overall, I liked the movie a lot better than I thought I would based on most of the, you know, reaction to it when it first came out. 
where everybody was talking about how it was like the worst Marvel movie ever and all that shit. But yeah, overall, I did like it a lot. And I did, like you said, I think it was a beautiful movie. It was a uh, very well filmed. Um, the the cinematography and the effects and everything in it were really good. Um, cinematographer was Ben Davis. Just giving him a shout out. Um, was also directed by Chloe Zhao, who I think did a bang up job here of directing. <laughs> um, yeah. So overall, I liked it. You know, there were issues, but it was good. You know, I think it would have. I think. I think honestly, pacing wise and stuff like that, like I was saying, is you could have cut out maybe a half hour of the movie mm-hmm. in the edit in the editing room or something, or maybe in the writing originally or something. I don't know. There's there's certain scenes that I think just were superfluous, and there are certain you know, just certain things here and there that I don't think were necessary for the movie, you know? Yeah. But overall, it was good. Um, a lot better than, like I said, a lot better than what I thought it was going to be based on all the reviews of everything. And then even like people I, I'm friends with, you know, they said, did you see Eternals? And I was like, yeah. And they said, man, that was shit. I hated it. You know? And I'm like, Why? And then they couldn't explain why they didn't like it. Oh, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you know. Anyways. Any other thoughts on it before we get into like the breakdown of the plot here? Uh, just, um... Well, one of the things I was thinking of is that it, it almost seemed like their powers are, like, very basic. Like, it almost seemed like our human superheroes had more interesting powers than they did. I don't know if that was just me, but, like, to me, like, like laser eyes, like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, like, or, or, or you know, I'm not sure, but... <clears throat> That's the other thing, too. I mean, I, that's another thought I had, too, um, before we move on to it, is I think that this this movie may have worked better as a miniseries. Okay. Where you could go more in depth on the characters. Like maybe a Disney plus show or something. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Cause I mean, I, yeah, that could have been good. It, it seemed like they were, they, I mean, like I said, it seemed like it was too long, but it also seemed like they were trying to fit too much in. Yeah. I mean, they are supposed to return, but I don't know if that means... Because Kevin Feige said that Eternals 2 and 3 aren't guaranteed, but at the end of the movie, it did say the Eternals will return, so I guess that might mean a different movie? Like yeah, I someone mean, else's sure. movie? <clears throat> I got a feeling some of them are going to come back. <laughs> okay. Obviously not the ones that passed away in the movie, but, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, spoiler alert, no. Yeah. Uh, no. If you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this podcast, stop now. Yeah, and go and watch it or whatever. Look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, look in the mirror and say, um, 
Bloody Mary. No. Yeah. Say, say, say that. Like say Candyman three times, and then um. Oh, wait. Don't no, do that. No. And then uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh. And then say, I'm okay with the green M and M having ton of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Say it. Yeah. Say that three times. And then go turn on Disney Plus if you have it and watch Eternals. Yep. Yep. So, so what you got to do? Buy a bag of <laughs> M&Ms before you start watching it, though. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or don't. I don't give a shit. Anyway, so... um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lace up your tennis shoes or your boots. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, so... <laughs> Um, speaking of laced up boots, um, wait, what? (laughs) Um, do you want to take a quick break, actually, Matt, and then we'll get into the plot? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. No Outlet Live. Hey, I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back. 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 So, in five hundred, in, in five thousand BC, <laughs> ten superpowered Eternals named Ajax, Circe, Icarus, Kingo, Sprite, Fastos, Makari, Druig, Gilgamesh. <laughs> And Thena are sent by the celestial Erishim to Earth on their starship, the Domo, to exterminate the invasive deviants. The uh, and and then throughout time, they're here killing deviants and stopping them from basically destroying humanity. Um, the last of these deviants, deviants are apparently killed in 1521. And so, basically then, they're like, yep, job's done. And then the movie <laughs> ends, and that was a great movie, right, Matt? That was a whole movie. Yep. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> nothing happened in between those things, or, uh, you know. <clears throat> and nothing happened after. No, that was, it was a successful mission. I mean, it was, you yeah. know. Like like when George W. Bush had like the things of mission accomplished, that was Ariston was wearing the same thing, you know. Yep. You know? <laughs> he was wearing a bomber jacket and uh <laughs> Arisham W. Bush. Yeah, baseball cap <laughs> standing on a... <laughs> yep. standing on the deck of a <laughs> of a boat just sitting there. A bow in space, a space bow, yeah. Yeah. 
exactly what happens. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, there was, there was no, like, media saying, like, hey, that's not true. And he's like, fuck you, I'm Arisham, you know, and kills yeah. everyone. But, uh, oh, God. No, that, that would have been cool if that did happen. But, yeah. Um, no, a lot more happened in the movie after 1521. Um, so the, the, the group... Um, their opinions differ over their uh, continued responsibilities and their relationship with the humankind. So they're they're here for like another five hundred years. Um, most they mostly are waiting for Arisham to tell them that they can leave. <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting here like freaking landlocked, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> It's like, you know, but aren't we all really just waiting for Arisham to tell us we can leave? Yeah, this guy's kind of a prick. I mean, <laughs> he goes send people on basically a suicide mission, and then um, somehow they managed to, to do it. I mean, it took them like 5,000 years to do it, but they did. And um, and then he's like, all right, just chill out for 500 years. I'll call you when, I, you know, when I'm ready for you. Okay, yeah. thanks, boss. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that, that inspires some confidence right there. Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. But um, you know, as we'll find out later. But well, it, it it'd be like going uh, into your it'd be like going into your job, and you're not on the schedule, and you're like, well, we'll call you when we need you to come back in. Yeah. And then five hundred years go by. Um, <laughs> five hundred years, you just sitting there. You you started a whole new life and everything. Um, but the reason why I think this movie is so beautiful, though, is like. They, they, they show like throughout time, like, like them like teaching people like like basically civilization, like like different, like different eras of civilization, and like one of the guys, his name's Fastos, he's like the tech guy, and he really wants to like advance things too quickly, and like Ajax, like the leader, and she's like, no, we can't do it, so it's like kind of pisses him off a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, because he wants, he's like, he has all these ideas. Where he's like, oh, this this thing would be really cool. And it's like, yeah, but it's too soon for that. He's like, oh, <coughs> okay. How about this? It's, what that? It's like, it's a plow. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, it just lets you plow dirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it is like, I mean, it's it's the whole thing. Like, we're you know, like within religion, like you know, and like, like the Baha'i faith, which you know we follow, sort of, and uh, the. Uh, you know, the whole idea that God sends a messenger every so often that when the world is ready for certain things, but, you know, you couldn't really <clears throat> give a, you know, steam engine to uh, people that haven't used a plow yet. No, no, you could. He could have done it. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so they go through like this, like various points in history, you know, where this is happening, like, um, like in Babylon, the, uh, you know they're they're fighting the deviants outside of Babylon, but then later on they show Cersei. She's one of the main uh, Eternals. Is like teaching them how to to you know grow plants like in like really cool gardens. Like because like apparently Babylon had like actual like towering gardens, which like people are even doing that nowadays. Like for the safe space, they're actually make, making like plants on towers. So, like they actually had that like way 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 back then in Babylon and. Uh, yeah. And like Athens, they you know they talked about you know I think they had a thing in Greece and uh, 
<clears throat> few few other places, uh, India, India, they were one of the, the empires. And that's where um, uh, Circe and um, Icarus got married officially in, uh, in India. Uh, just like, they, they just really cool stuff. They kind of go through, like, they, um, they just sort of tell the story of, like, what the Eternals were doing here this entire time. They've been here for, like, 7,000 years. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> be pretty cool um, if we could, uh, you know, <laughs> have been there to see this. You know what I mean? Like, it'd, it'd be interesting. I just wonder why these people, I mean, I guess they, they do, you know, come up in history, you know, in the books or whatever. You know, you got Gilgam the story of Gilgamesh and things of that nature, mm -hmm. you know, but it's just, it's just interesting that there's no... Uh, Stories told that yeah, these weird creatures came and <laughs> yeah gave us uh, <laughs> gave us technology. Well, there are some stories kind of like that about like the gods, you know, like taught them certain things and things, you know, but yeah. like not, not not in a way that the movie actually portrayed it though. Like where yeah. they're all just like. Out with the, you know, with the people, you know, sprites doing like, you know, her illusions, fireworks, and stuff like that, you know, and um, that's the other thing. So sprite is uh, she she never ages for some reason, um, and what uh, one of the characters is is deaf, and um, so I'm pretty sure some of the people are pissed off about that, like, oh, well, it's Airship's a an all powerful celestial then. What, why did he make a drill death just just to be woke? And it's like, okay, yeah, shut up. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the main thing is, too, it's like none of them age. It's just that Sprite, when she was created, was created in the image of a young girl, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, the other ones <laughs> were created as people in their, like, 20s and 30s. So it's like, you know. Yeah, so it's just some weird. Or 40s or whatever, more, you know, yeah. So whatever Arisham's designs was, that's just way he he wanted it that way for, you know, fuck it. He's he's a celestial. Doesn't have, doesn't have to explain himself. But um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool to go through the history. Um, you know, teaching people civilization, hmm. all that cool shit. Um, then we go into the present. Well, all of this was kind of going throughout the whole movie. It wasn't all, all at once, but like in the present, um. Uh, Cersei is a um, professor, and she's teaching about um, uh, apex predators, which are predators that don't have anything that can actually prey on them. So they're just like pretty much like the top of the hierarchy, you know? Yeah. And then uh, suddenly an earthquake goes on, like a really big earthquake, and um, uh, there's like this huge like shield kind of statue, uh, like hovering over one of the students and then she changes it into like dust, you know, so it doesn't like crush the student. And, um, and then we find out later on that um, there's a, a deviant that's stalking, um, you know, stalking them or whatever. She's also in a relationship with a guy named a human named Dane Whitman. Yeah. He's like her like assistant, um, or something like the assistant professor. I'm not sure. Or he's um, another professor there. Either way, whatever it is. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he works with her at the National History Musician Mu Musician Museum. 
Yeah, the National History the, Musician. The, yeah. the Natural History Musician, you know? Yeah. You never heard of that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sings songs about historical events. He's got a yeah. guitar, and he's just like, yeah. and, then the, and then the Romans invaded, or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. And then, uh, and they're they're all to the tune of the guy to the tune of American Pie for some reason. It's weird, yeah. but um, the yeah. the homeless guy who calls himself National History Musician and just has like a yeah. thing you know for quarters or whatever. Um. I I'm, think that's my new life goal, man. That's what I'm going to be is the natural history musician. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I don't play any instruments, but um, that's fine. That doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. Um. <laughs> I can fake it. Um, the uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he works there, D- Dane Whitman. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they are attacked by this deviant, like you said, who is named Crow. Crow. Yeah, not C R O W, but K R O. Yeah, K R O. Yeah. yeah. Just letting you know, it's not like Crow from Mystery Science Theater or anything either. It's also not Brandon Lee from the movie The Crow. It's not Cameron Crow. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, devi- the deviant Cameron Crow. It's also, not, uh, it's also not Cheryl Crow, the Counting Crows, or yeah, <laughs> the Black Crows. That would be a really weird deviant too if it just had like their faces or like their bodies <laughs> in front of like the deviant. Like that actually probably would scare people more than like an actual monster. Like what the hell is going on? Uh did you ever hear about the the super group that uh that the black crows, counting crows and Cheryl Crow were trying to put together, but then it failed? What was it called again? I forgot the Yeah, it was an attempted murder. Anyway, so um yeah. right. <laughs> attempted murder. Yeah, it's not. That would have been awesome if they actually did that. Um, <laughs> it's a bad joke. Um, anyways, <laughs> they they should make it a not joke. And that yeah, I know. Or they should just call it a murder. Um, a murder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so deviant. Yeah, he goes around and he attacks them. Shit, and they uh, they don't kill him, do they? They just kind of um, shoot him and stuff. And yeah. And then he takes off, I think. Um, yeah. You know, they, they have, like, this whole cool battle where, like, Sprite creates, like, uh, um, mirror images of her and uh, Cersei to confuse things and everything. And then Cersei turns a bus into flower petals. Yeah. Yeah. Some really, yeah, cool, really, cool. Some really cool effects in those scenes. Um But uh, Icarus shows up, helping them chase the creature away. And so they're concerned that the Deviants have returned. So the three of them um, travel to South Dakota, like you do, Mm -hmm. to uh, reunite with their leader, Ajak, played by uh, Selma Hayek. Um, Only when they get there, they find her dead. And, uh, oops. While there, Cersei finds out that she was chosen by Ajax to be her successor, granting her the, the ability to, uh, talk with Erisham. 
So, uh, Cersei learns from Erisham what their mission that, uh, basically, she finds out that their, their mission was not to fight the Deviants, but to prepare Earth for the Emergence. Erisham explains that for millions of years, he has been planting the seeds of Celestials, which are another being, which he is also, inside planets, where the energy from large populations allow the Celestials to be born. So basically, it's like a plant mm-hmm. in the ground. That instead of being watered and stuff, can grow from the fact that humans are living their lives and animals and everybody else on this planet. Basically, yeah. they create this energy that it's kind of like in the Matrix where, you know, the Matrix is powered by human energy. But <coughs> but in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And um, basically, yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, it was so important for the, um, the technology to not advance so quickly is because they wanted to make sure there was enough people to then, you know, generate that energy from the technology, you know what I mean? Yeah, because so they couldn't, come. you know, if you had too much at once, the your, <coughs> your, your celestial is not going to grow like it should. Yeah, exactly. You don't. You don't want like a. Like a it's it, like it, a it's like over. It's like overwatering your plant. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a, a, a celestial. Like a che- oh, that's terrible. Uh, celestial. No, it's a dumb joke. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm trying to find a good wordplay. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Well, they should your have. Cel- uh, they they should have celestial chia pets, and um, they should your celestial pet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this particular. Celestial is called Tiamat because they all have names apparently already. Yeah. And 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 I guess the idea. See, I I, I watched it twice. I, I think I understood it kind of, but I guess the idea was that Celestials create their own planets themselves or something like that. So, like, you kill one planet, you you build 10 planets or some shit. I don't know yeah, exactly. It's, it's like you have to destroy one to create more. And, I, I, it, it, yeah. and in a way, if you're if you're destroying the Celestial, then you're basically stopping the growth of the universe or something. Like, yeah, like, like basically to save one Earth, you're destroying like 10 Earths. And if you're killing one Earth, which still is kind of like, well, why couldn't you just... Anyway, whatever. That's yeah. a whole other thing. But like, it's like, well, if the, if the celestial is already going to be born anyway, why not just then like evacuate the entire planet onto an, another planet and then let that celestial be born and just destroy the Earth and then everyone yeah. gets to survive. But whatever. Uh, like, like you apparently like Thanos and all these celestials, they just like you have to kill people. It's like you just can't not live with it or something like. It's, they, it, you know. Speaking of Thanos, um, the blip. Oh yeah. The blip basically put the the plan of things on you know behind five years because it 
blipped out half of humanity, so then you didn't have all these people <laughs> needed to create this energy for five years. You only had half the planet. That's so fucked up. So yeah. when they came back, then they started creating the energy again to raise Tiamat. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 I wonder. And that sounds like a dog's name. This is my dog Tiamat. Um, I know it, it's kind of a <laughs> almost like a cute name. Like it's yeah. not like it, it's like you should have come up with a better name. But yeah. like because you know it's supposed to be this giant. I mean, because like like these things like are like they're, they're not as big as a planet, but they're pretty huge. Like yeah. um, like if if one of them literally were to emerge. It would destroy the planet just from like all the disruptions it would cause, you know, just from like stepping into being. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it's still not as big as a planet is, but but they are pretty pretty like massive. And like I think, I think someone I think they did the math and they're like the equivalent of like six hundred miles tall. I mean that's like insane. Yeah. Uh, you know? And um. And, like, you know, their width is probably pretty large as well. And the thing is, I don't really know yet if there's really any diversity in how they all look or if they all look the same. I'm not exactly sure how that works. But um, at least in the movies. I know I did a little bit of research in the comics. Not, not a whole lot, but I did a little bit. And I guess, I guess like, Tiamat is, like, kind of gold, which, like, they kind of made in the movie a little bit later on. But, like... Like his character is like totally different in the comic books and then here, like like absolutely different. Like like in that in the comic books he already exists already and he actually was like kind of like like in this movie Arishem is kinda of like the judge of things. But like in the comics, Tiamat was kind of like the one. Cause like I think in the comics Arishem wanted to kind of give Earth, like, a second chance or whatever, and Tiamat was like, no, fuck it, let's, like, just destroy, you know, <laughs> so it's just, like, kind of, like, interesting. Um, and, like, he's called, like, the Dreaming Celestial, because, like, apparently, he had committed some crime in the past, and the, all the Celestials agreed that he should be punished, and they basically, like, put him to sleep, like, they, like, like they, like, encased, like, part of his soul into some thing called the vial and all this weird shit, you know, so, like, they totally went, like, a different route with this movie uh, about that. Yeah, it's, a uh, very, I don't know, interesting, I mean, there's a lot of things that changed from the comics to the movie, um, yeah. as they always do with the MCU, you know, they always yeah. tend to be inspired by the comics, but change things up a little bit, you know. Um, so, Basically, we, we we find out that uh, where all the uh, other uh, where all the other Eternals are. My favorite is uh, is is what what's up with uh, with Kingo. <laughs> um, he's a. Uh, He's a, he's a Bollywood actor who is currently filming a movie called the uh, what was it? it was it was it was a, like the story of Vic, Icarus. Yeah, yeah. So he's playing Icarus and he's dressed like him. 
yeah, in a valuable sort of way. way. <clears throat> and uh, he is um, brilliantly uh, played by Kumail Nanjiani, who is one of my favorite people on the planet. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you haven't, I recommend watching The Big Sick, the movie that he co-wrote with his wife and uh, starred in. It is one of the best movies of the last 10 years, in my opinion. So, anyways, um, and watch all of his stand-up. He's great. Yeah. But yeah, so so he's basically lived as a Bollywood star for the last, you know, 100 years or more. And <laughs> um, <laughs> by being uh, ancestors of himself. Right. So he would just, you know, every so often be like, yeah, I'm so-and-so's son now, and, you know, now I'm his grandson, now I'm his great-grandson, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool, and he's got, he's got this really cool valet yeah. named um, Karun. Um, oh, God, I love that guy. Yeah, he's probably one of the best characters in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's... Oh, uh, interesting. Karun's oh, sorry, played ahead. by Harish Patel, just so we give him credit there. Um, right. Well, there's something interesting here because I want, I want to point out, they said, Kingo says, yeah, when Kamen f- first met me, he thought I was a vampire and tried to put a stake in my heart. That's important right there, that line yeah. for later on. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the second recent mention of vampires in the uh, MCU. Yep. Um, because there was a mention in uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, there was. I didn't me- remember that. Yeah. Um, they there's a. It's just a throwaway line. At one point, they talk about how we've we fought these people, these people, and these people like aliens and you know things like that. And then they say vampires. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, setting things up. Yep. Um. For the future of the MCU. So, we've got, um, anyways, we've got, we we get all of our, all of our gang together. (laughs) They pick up all the rest of the Eternals, basically. Yep. Um, or most of them. Um, and, uh, they're hoping to delay the emergence, so the, the group, uh, Ends up at uh, Druig's uh, residence in the Amazon rainforest. Um, they are attacked by the deviants and kill all of them except for Crow. <laughs> Again, not Cheryl Crow. No, no, okay. not, not no, no, not Cameron Crow. That would have been cool because then he could have like talked about almost famous and stuff like that and like. Yeah. They have a weird conversation about that, but... And maybe explain what Vanilla Sky was all about, because I'm still... I love that movie, but it's confusing as fuck. <laughs> anyway, so, um, the, uh... He's got time. He could kill a few people and then talk, you know... Yeah. Talk shop, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, if, if Arishim can, you know, wear his mission accomplished shirt, why can't, you know... Uh, <laughs> you know, why can't Deviant, you know, talk shop a little bit? 
It's going to be a different movie. We should we should cast Cameron Crowe and George W. Bush in this movie. And um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> let's remake it with them in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and have the whole soundtrack done by Counting Crows. And um, the uh, yeah, you know. the uh, so while they're there, um. Crow kills Gilgamesh, who has, who we learned earlier has been taking care of Athena, played by Angelina Jolie. Um, Gilgamesh. Yeah. <clears throat> Gilgamesh was played by. Um. Don Lee, who is a. Well-known uh, martial artist <clears throat> and actor. Um, so, cool. yeah, he, uh, yeah, basically, he had been taking care of uh, of Thena, who has been having these like weird out-of-body experiences where she's basically starts to fight people and uh, become violent. Against the fellow Eternals. Yeah, know. basically. Like, which is weird because she only fights them, like not anyone yeah. else. And everyone, well, I think I do understand why, actually. But yeah, this, they call it the Mad Weary. And it's basically like, she's like saying like, everybody on Centurion 6 is going to die. You know, stuff like that or whatever. Like, <laughs> Which is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because her eyes also kind of get all white and shit um, when it happens. Uh, like, really unnatural looking, you know, eyes. Um, but yeah, we have this really sad scene where Gilgamesh dies. Yeah. Um, so they, they flee that area. And, uh... Um... They come up with an idea... That fast, uh, oh yeah, they, they had also, when they picked up Fastos, it was an interesting scene too. Um, he was living with his husband and his child, and um, which all the people are mad at because, you know, they gotta be woke and make the guy gay. Yeah, it's good. He's black too. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> but anyways. Black and <laughs> anyways, what, what, um, his, his kid, that? his kid sees, uh, sees uh, Icarus, and he's like, that's Superman. <laughs> right. He's like, you're Superman. You know, I saw you on TV. You were flying around and using your laser eyes and stuff. So, so that proves that DC exists as a comic book or something within the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Right, exactly. So it's like, and Batman as well, because they mentioned Batman yeah, they, too. They do. Uh, they do mention Batman talking about how uh, um, Kingo's valet is kind of like his Alfred. So <laughs> yeah. So so it is interesting that yeah they're they're sitting there, they're reading the books about these superheroes in their own universe where they actually have actual real superheroes. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I mean, we, we see that, too, in DC shows, too. They mentioned Spider-Man, and yeah. I think in Legends a couple times. So, like, 
Yeah, they've, um, they've done that on there. And then, then there's been things like uh, comic books existed in like the Watchmen TV series, which is sort of DC. But, um, you know, it's it's weird. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there is one comic book crossover where Darkseid actually got the Infinity Stones, but they didn't work for him because it was from, like, a different universe. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, comic books where it's been a uh, crossover thing. Um, so, we've got... Uh, basically, here, here the, for the rest of the plot here, we've got... Um, We've got Fastos, he proposes this idea of a Unimind, which is a connection between all the Eternals that would give um, Druig enough power to put Tiamat to sleep with his mind control powers. However, Icarus reveals that Ajax told him of the emergence centuries before, um, and Ajax had suggested to him six days earlier that they try to stop the emergence. Um, he led her to the deviants, and uh, not wanting to betray Erisham, let them kill her. So he's basically a bad guy now. Yeah. Um, Sprite joins Icarus because Sprite's had a crush on Icarus forever. Um, Kingo just chooses to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as he does not, uh, wish to fight his teammates and stop Tiamat's birth. Um, Makari, who is a speedster, um, locates the place of the emergence, an active volcano in the Indian Ocean. Hmm. <laughs> Um, where Icarus and Sprite attempt to stop them. Druig then knocks out Sprite and Fastos restrains Icarus. And then Crow arrives. And he is killed by Fina. So Druig is unable to put Tiamat to sleep. And uh, so Cersei instead attempts to turn him into marble. You know, like you do. Yeah. From, from gold to marble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Icarus uh, breaks free of his restraints and uh, goes over to kill Cersei. Um, but his love for her prevents him from doing so. Both he and Sprite then join into the Unimine with the others. And uh, Cersei gains enough power to turn Tiamat into marble, like you do. (laughs) (laughs) Guilt-ridden, Icarus flies into the sun, much like the story of Icarus, who flew too too close to the sun. Um, At uh, Sprite's request, Cersei uses the remaining energy from the Unimine to turn Sprite into a human so then she could grow up and experience, you know, life not as a permanent childlike creature, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so then we've got uh, 
Cena, Druig, and Makari depart on the Domo, which is the ship from the beginning, to find the Eternal, to find Eternals on other planets. So basically, you know, we found out that the Eternals were not born on Olympus like they thought they were. They were created for the purpose, and they're basically clones and robots. Mm. Like, yeah, like really, like realistic synthetic beings. Yeah, which like okay, that in and of itself is okay, but because like, well, I'm saying like. These these people have definitely have sex, like like yeah. not just with each other, but with like human beings. Like, how would that not ever be noticeable? They've got to be like basically organic robots, if that makes sense. Like, it, yeah, it has to be something yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, so Arishem created or made them, and he also made the deviants too, which is that's a whole other thing that he. Yeah. The deviants were like his failed experiment, I guess, or some bullshit, which that still seems kind of weird to me. Where it's like, well, then you're not really the flawless designer that you portray yourself as. Like, in, um, well, yeah. And my <clears> thing, too, is like, if you were a flawless designer, why did you create these people with emotions and shit, too? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the other thing. So maybe, maybe, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm, I'm just, you know, may, maybe it was not quite mission accomplished. May, maybe. He's got to put down the jacket and kind of let it hang there for a little bit <laughs> before, he put, before he can put it back on. But maybe I'm just spitballing here, but maybe this was his way of like, just as he wanted the Eternals to like teach civilization to the humans and stuff like that. Maybe his hope was that the Eternals at some point would evolve to become almost as powerful as the Celestials would be. So that's their stage of evolution. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You yeah. Know. It could be anything. I mean, it's hard to say what his end goal was. So anyways, back to the plot here. We've got... Um, mm -hmm. We've got... Uh, they they depart, on, they, they depart on, the, on the Domo, like I said. Um, that's Thena, Druig, and Makari. And uh, they basically are trying to find Eternals on other planets... And warned them of the emergences, while uh, Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo remain on Earth. Um, Dane, Dane then uh, professes his love for Cersei. Yeah, let's not forget about Dane. He hadn't no. been in the movie for like ages, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was in it from the beginning. And then, yeah, yeah. Then it was like, yep, we forgot about this dude. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and um, earlier in the thing, um, Cersei had told him you know, on a phone call to maybe he should uh, try to mend things with his uncle. Um, so then Dane professes his love for Cersei and is about to reveal a secret about his family history when uh, Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo are dragged into space by Erishim. <laughs> um, displeased with their treason, Erishim says he will spare humanity if the Eternal's memories show that humans are worthy of living. <clears throat> Vowing to return 
for judgment, he takes the trio with him into a singularity. Whatever that means. <laughs> it's like like kind of portal thing, like yeah, uh, like um, you know, like not not like a Doctor Strange thing, but just like uh, like maybe that's how they travel. You know, yeah. I don't know, like. Kind of like be a kind quantum of, realm sort of thing, almost. But well, I wonder because we kind of like, I mean, like, how would you not like see just like a bunch of like floating huge bodies in space? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like from telescopes, like, oh, that's just Arishan. He's he just chilling out with his mission accomplished jacket. He likes to wear that at night. You yeah. know, and like it's just you know well, that it, mean, it, like it keeps like, him warm because it's kind of cold in space. Yeah, and, cold um, and big. <laughs> You know, and he's, got, he's got like his boat that he just rides in, you know, and you know, it's like people would see that boat <laughs> from planets, right? So they gotta live somewhere outside of space, you know, in time. So, um, you know, maybe that's why they're so old as well. Maybe they just exist outside of. But that makes sense. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Because now we're getting into some weird shit because the Quantum Mania movie's coming out soon. Yeah, so that might lead into that whole aspect too of like maybe. Celestials part time live in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. and then we we also saw Kang's city, you know, but looked like Kang's the Conqueror city inside the quantum realm. He's he's on the whole multiverse thing going on, so maybe there's lots of shit just brewing, you know. And that that's not shit brewing doesn't sound good, but like, um, because you don't like you don't want to brew shit. But after um, it, do you think like after this is all figured out, Arisham is just going to retire? And uh, become a painter like George yeah. W. Bush. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's <laughs> well. This has kind of like been his his project you know, to begin with. This is his big art project, you know. Yeah. Um, he's he's creating these celestials like all over the, the universe and yeah. letting them so he, destroy. So, the so he's kind of artistic, like George W. Bush. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but um. Except for George W. Bush paints portraits and this guy creates yeah. beings. He creates beings that destroy planets, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's similar. It's the uh, same thing, right? Just, just, just George W. Bush decimated Iraq. You know, Arisham W. Bush decimates the planet Earth. So like, okay, there's definitely a parallel going on. But, um, <laughs> you know, in <laughs> Iraq was former, or was, was what was Mesopotamia, and then the Eternals were there in Mesopotamia to help them advance. So it all ties together, really. Well, yeah. Um, but So basically, in the end, we realize that George W. Bush is, is a celestial. He is a celestial, he is. Uh, um, <laughs> and um, someone, I think it was Eric Voss, or it may have been um, Ryan Airy from Screen Crush. I don't remember which one, but they, they mentioned that um, for like a split second, like, like, a, like a freeze frame, <laughs> It almost looks like there's um, like chipped armor on Arishem's body, like 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 so, which implies you know maybe you know the Celestials aren't as peaceful as they claim. Like they're just creating things that maybe they themselves have been engaging in some kind of space warfare that no one knows about. So there's like that. a rip in his in, in his bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes, there. <laughs> Yes, there was a, a tear, and <laughs> so, he got hung up on a, on, a, on a bar stool. Is what happened. He was he was at a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Hiroshima was at a fundraiser. 
Aerosmith was at like a space version of Fuddruckers, and he got up really quick, and the chair, and the, the jacket was like stuck to the chair, and it, like I kind of teared it a yeah. little bit, and um, like he kept do. it that way. Yeah, but so, um, <laughs> so anyways, um, back to the movie here. Yeah. Um. So. Like I said, Erisham said he'll spare humanity if the Eternals' memories show that humans are worthy of living. Um, vowing to return for judgment, he takes the trio with him into a singularity. So then we have a mid-credit scene. Thena, Makari, um, and Drug, Drug um, meet the Eternal Eros, played by Harry Styles. <laughs> which I think is actually perfect casting. Yeah. Because if you look at him in the comics, he looks like Harry Styles. Anyway, so... Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Who is Thanos's brother. And he has an assistant named Pip the Troll. <laughs> which was the worst CGI in the movie. I think yeah. It, it, was a, it was a little uncanny. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. He's voiced by Patton Oswalt. Um, so we meet we meet him. So then that's setting up, I think, something for the future where we're going to have more of Eros and something in the future. Um, yeah. Then we have a post credit scene as well. And uh, Dane opens up a case containing the Ebony Blade. Um, which is an, and then an unseen person off screen questions whether he is ready for it or not. Uh -huh. And the voice we hear is uh, Mahershala Ali, who uh, is going to be Blade, aka the Vampire Hunter, who's half vampire. So yeah. Yep. So that's why you know the vampire thing is kind of important. Um, but, uh, basically Dane Whitman in the comics. So I think they're setting up something for him for either a movie or a TV show in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, in the comics, he is a character known as the black Knight, which is, a which is, uh, a name that has been passed on from generation to generation in his family. And the latest one before him was his uncle. Mm. So that's why we had that scene where she says, you might want to, you know, make amends with your uncle. So that was kind of important, but yeah, that's basically what we got here with this movie. I mean, yeah, that's the movie. And also too, when they, when they showed the, um, the uh, when they like, the creation of the Eternals, like the some of them actually did look a little bit like Thanos. Yeah, like there's and so I wonder if if that was like intentional, if that was like a quote like lesser model or or whatever, yeah. you know? Because Thanos, you know, obviously looks a lot different than Eros, but he's also like way way bigger too, like and like yeah. strong, you know, because like. Almost nothing could like, like 
the the shield really couldn't do much against them. Thor's hammer couldn't do a whole lot against them. I mean, a lot of a lot of these objects that were like supposed to be like be like almost like infinite power really couldn't do much against them, you know. And um, so you know, I wonder about that. I, I have heard that he was part deviant too. I don't know if that's true. If that's just like some fan yeah. theories or not. But um, that's the other thing too. So it reminded me really quick. So like the whole mythology, you know, for one thing, this, this mythology is, is from the perspective of the celestial. So it's their narrative. Right. Yeah. And then, so when anyone, anyone calls someone else a deviant, that kind of makes me wonder about something like, you know, you're calling them a deviant. Well, do they call themselves deviants? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, yeah, I don't know. That'd be like, you know, <clears throat> it's it's like deplorable. Um, <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, you know, I wonder, you know, because because uh, in the beginning scroll, it says that the deviants came from like deep space. Like so like they had already existed but then Arishem says that he created the deviant so it's like well which which one's true you know was because i'm starting to wonder you know if he got the if he's got the chink in his armor and stuff like that you know i'm starting to wonder you know you know were deviants like their own sort of race you know and there's sort of like a war that went on and celestials kind of won or whatever and uh <clears throat> you know who knows but i guess we'll find out when we encounter the eternals again in the future where do you think we will see them again? See, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Feige apparently is isn't like going to make a second one. He's not thinking about it. So, hmm. you know, they have to return. They said they would, so they're going to have to be. I'm thinking maybe Guardians of the Galaxy three. It might be a good one. Yeah, um, because you know they're on the Domo and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, Trent space. So that would be a good. Especially Eros, I think he would be a good character for that movie just because of the the comedy effect, you know. Yeah. Because um, Pip is kind of like, I, he kind of reminds me of of um, Rocco, not Rock, um, Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. I mean, he's not as smart as Rocket, but he kind of you know has that vibe, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I could see him, them on like the ship, you know, that would be kind of cool. Maybe. Uh, Maybe in Thor, um, what's it called? Um, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, no, um, <clears throat> or could possibly in some future TV series or something even. Um, there is also, I mean, I also think there definitely, I, I got a feeling that we might see um, the Black Knight, um, Dane Whitman, show up in Blade. If we had that, you know. Conversation with him for that to make sense. Yeah, where we heard Mahershala. Mahershala, uh, I can't say that for some reason. Mahershala Ali's, you know, voice cameo in that. Yeah, because he's like, he's sort of like the true, you know, wielder of the blade. But that's the thing I don't get though about that. So like, that blade is like for hunting vampires, okay? But like, Dana or Dane was. Like opening that right after Cersei was dead, he was like basically like he's gonna go kill Arishem with a sword. Yeah. Like, you know, like what? Like 
Is the blade well, that strong? Like, no, no, I mean, no. the thing is, Ebony Blade is, is the Black Knight's blade. Okay. So, no, not, I know, but yeah. what I mean is, like, this happened right after Erisham yeah. took Cersei. So I took that to mean, like, he's going to go save Cersei with a sword, like, to kill a Celestial. Like, really? It could like, be. I mean, and we don't know when this took place, though, either. It takes place in the in the after credits, but it doesn't mean that it happened directly after that scene. Oh, okay. It could have been months. <clears throat> could have been months or even years later. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Or days or whatever, you know. To figure out where he was when that happened, you know. Could be that he's, you know, somehow somehow Blade found his blade and contacted him and is like Dude, here's your blade, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I blade. Here's your blade. We're gonna read the Toledo blade, and um, you know. And then we're gonna talk about Blade from Community, the episode. Yes. Our Britta is obsessed with their ex boyfriend that works at the carnival. Yes. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yep. Played by someone we will not mention. Wait, why is that? Oh, I asked him to be on our podcast, and he uh, basically told me off. Oh, that guy! Yes, yeah. right. no. <laughs> so I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, and I don't want to. Um, okay. If you happen to be listening, I'd still like to have you on the show and have you defend yourself. Um. <laughs> well. Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Um. So the. Uh, so any other thoughts here, Matt, on things before we wrap things up? Uh, no, no. I think I think we said it all. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, I uh, yeah, I I really hope that we see more of the Eternals somewhere, especially Kingo. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And Cersei, which is interesting because, uh, um, Jem, uh, Gemma Chan, who played Cersei, was also in Captain Marvel as a different character. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's like the first person to be recast and to be cast in two major roles in the MCU. Okay. Yeah, she was also in uh I'm trying to remember the name of her character. I'm looking it up here. She was a uh, Minerva. Um which uh was a supporting role in that movie. It was one of the uh one of the Cree. Yeah. So Oh, really? Yeah, she was blue-skinned in that. Oh, wow. But, uh, but, yeah, she's in both the movies and looks different in both of them and is a good actress. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's interesting. Um, anyways, um, before uh, before we wrap things up, folks, uh, make sure you uh, check out all2real2.com for all of our information about our show and links to, you know our different outlets. Um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, on t- 
TikTok, on Facebook. Um, you can follow me around town if you want to. It's kind of creepy, <laughs> but, you know. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you're, if you're really obsessed, you know, go ahead. I haven't had a stalker in a few years. So, um, the... Uh, <laughs> If you want to follow Matt around town, I mean, I mean Sesame and Carta, you can. Yeah, you like, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, be safe, people. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Wear a condom, at all times. Sure. Yeah. Protect yourself with an ebony blade. And. Uh, until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.